now it's time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. And Susan, tough times are continuing for the kiwifruit sector. Good afternoon, Charlotte. New Zealand's largest horticultural exporter, Zespri, is expecting up to a 40% dive in its profit this year. And it's confirmed green kiwifruit growers will receive little, if any, more significant progress payments for the fruit they harvested last autumn. Anandzaki has more. Zespri, which is a global operating revenue of $4 billion, has been beset with fruit quality issues in overseas markets this season, costing it millions of dollars and threatening its reputation. In a letter to shareholders, Chairman Bruce Cameron says as a result Zespri's profit is expected to be between $217 and $227 million for the year to March 2023, down from a record $361 million last year. Costs related to quality issues means green growers in particular will get paid less. No progress payments were made in February and Zespri has just confirmed green growers will not receive any more significant money this year, pushing orchard gate returns below the cost of production for some growers. In an effort to keep encouraging green growers to convert to gold production, Zespri has greatly reduced the reserve price for those bidding to be able to grow the more lucrative gold variety. The opening bid for gold licence for next season will be $225,000 a hectare. The median price paid per hectare last season was $800,000. It is a case of Coles to Newcastle. Wool carpet company Brenworth says it might need to import yarn to keep production going after its Napier plant suffered damage during Cyclone Gabriel. The yarn spinning plant is in Awatoto, which flooded during the event. Brenworth Chief Executive Greg Smith says the 8,000 square metre factory has silt and mud throughout and it will likely be closed for months. We're busily working away in the background because a, a lot of the yarn, you know, a good, a good proportion of the yarn that we send to our Apatoto plant in Auckland to tuft into the carpet we make comes from Napier. So finding and switching to alternative sources both here in New Zealand and overseas is uh, our number one priority to secure the um, dyed fibre and yarn required for Wanganui and Auckland to be able to make into carpet and continue to supply you know, our customers, our retailers and, and our consumers. Brimworth Chief Executive Greg Smith. Meanwhile, the sale yards in Hastings reopened today, and it's the first time since Cyclone Gabriel. A much quieter week than usual was anticipated, as it's thought as much as half of the normal business that flows through the yards could be stuck behind broken roads. Rural reporter Maya Burry is at Stortford Lodge Sale Yards, and she's joining us now. So, Maya, how are things looking there? Shoulder, Susan. Well, um, Full disclaimer, if you can't hear any sheep in the background, that's because it has been a pretty quiet morning at the yards. Uh, Things did kick off just after 11. It only took about 40 minutes to to get through the sales. Uh, This was a prime lamb and ewe sales and definitely not the busiest day uh, of the week at the yards anyway. Uh, But there were only around 200 sheep all up, which is about a third of what you'd expect, and only a a handful of buyers, stock agents and, and truck drivers milling about 
Uh, the key issue really is the one that you touched on earlier, Susan. Uh, there's still so many big farming businesses in Hawke's Bay that are cut off. And uh, I spoke to a, a stock truck driver at the yards. Uh, he said that access, it still is really challenging. Uh, roads are broken in places and other parts are just really fragile and not up to having uh, large stock truck and trailers um, on them. And of course, uh, pastoral farmers, they do rely on, on buying and selling stock for cash flow. And there's a huge uh, cleanup bill for farms here. So people will be wanting to get back to business as usual sooner rather than later. Uh, but those that are from the farming community that did manage to make it along today, I think it was a good chance for them to catch up and, and debrief after what's been an unprecedented event on the East Coast. Oh, hasn't it, Maya? But you've also been out mm. visiting some of those orchardists and farmers. Um, so what have they been telling you when you've been on their properties? Well, I guess despite it being nearly two weeks on, it really does feel like for many they're still in emergency response mode. And until you've got things like power and access sorted, it's really hard to sort of just get on with that cleanup work and get volunteers into some of these hard hit areas to help uh, with things like fencing and also stock water issues. Uh, there are orchards that aren't cut off and they are trying to get on with the cleanup and in some cases the harvest. Uh, but that wet weather that we've seen here over the weekend, it really wasn't helpful at all. Uh, there's crews that are trying to save trees and vines from suffocating, but they had to be stood down because long story short, machinery just is no good in the mud. Uh, it was a pretty nice clear day yesterday, uh, but the rain it has been coming down again and it's even raining just a little bit at the moment. I think there are a few days of sunshine around the corner later this week and uh, definitely everyone here will be holding out for that. Oh, thanks, Maya. But yeah, when the rain falls, there's nowhere for it to go apart from on top of the mm. land. Awful. Hey, look, and staying with uh, cyclone-related news, it's expected that avocados will be in short supply over the next few months. The storm knocked fruit off trees and blew some trees over in two key growing regions, Whangarei and Eastern Bay of Plenty. New Zealand avocado head Jen Schooler says it's been very challenging for growers. The new season crop, so the, the crop that formed last November, ready for harvesting in June, July um, this year, been battered around, quite a lot of that fruit on the, is on the ground. And although we've finished our export season, the supply for the New Zealand market for March, April, May um, has definitely been knocked around a bit, and um, or quite a lot. Um, so there'll definitely be a shortage of supply um, in the New Zealand market. And we don't know the long-term impacts of the wet and windy conditions on the trees um, going forward, and we'll be finding that out with growers um, over the next few months. Jen Scholar says this damaging event comes on top of two previous tough seasons for growers. And finally, New Zealand meat exporters could benefit from Brazil's move to stop sending beef to China after the South American country discovered a case of mad cow disease. Brazil is the world's largest beef exporter and it suspended sales to China after the disease was discovered. The Meat Industry Association here says if the case is an atypical form of mad cow, the trading halt may not last long. But if it does continue, China will need to buy beef from other suppliers. And it says New Zealand is well positioned to do this. That ends our rural news for today. Koe rā te purongo o te taiwhenua.